This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Class. Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I am wonderful, Mark. Wonderful. Me too. I am in a very good mood. And this week, we're very excited to be talking to you here every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on WPHD Talk Radio 1210, the number one station in this city. If you want to ask us a question, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're here every week just to answer your questions, keep you informed in any way. With your real estate needs. You can listen to this show and the past shows at our website, goodnewsinrealestate.com, and at WPJ, WPHT's website. What, so what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Got one for you. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A, and I believe yes. he's going to continue with our series. Yeah, adjusting back to reality. Right. <laughs> right, getting back into the workforce after covid we also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Five reasons to refinance right now. Mr. Devlin. Mark, <laughs> when's the best time to refi? Yesterday. <laughs> All right. We also have our questions. Question number one. Why is the inventory so low and how long will it last? Mm, good one. I don't think we have time enough for you to answer this one, so maybe I should answer it. I got to stop blasting the agents. <laughs> yes, you do. All right, next question. What's the best way to improve my credit score quickly? This is a good one for you. Next question is, I bought an old house that is different and larger than most in my neighborhood. Will I have a hard time getting higher price? Getting a higher price approved by an appraiser? I can relate to that one. The next question is, my real estate taxes just went up again by being a, a, assessed. Is there anything I can do to fight this? I don't think it's fair. That's a good one. Join the club. Next question. I'm sorry. And then we have our topic of the day. This is going to be a great topic. I can't wait to get into this. All right. Explaining the fear of success. Yes. It's an interesting topic. 
Isn't that like Lucy? You got some splaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that just popped in my head, but anyway, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell how the show's going to go today. <laughs> but Mark, first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is: "You learn more from failure than from success. Don't let it stop you. Failure builds character." Definitely we'll does. Yeah. I've got so much character, I could lend some. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but you always fail forward, so, you know, you're, you're learning. So where are we at? Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is Frank's bell. So, mortgage refinance loans have more than doubled over the past year as homeowners rush to lock in the historically low mortgage rates. Lenders have refinanced about 2.5 million mortgages in the first quarter of this year, a 113% jump from the same period in 2020. That means Deanne Katsaris is making lots of money. Yes. According to real estate research that's came out, homeowners lined up to refinance their home in ever-growing numbers during the first quarter of 2021, making for a highly unusually quarterly increase in total lending activity for that time of the year. The home mortgage industry almost always slows in the winter, but not this year because so many homeowners were hoping on the super low interest rates to reduce their monthly payments. Eventually, the refi side of the lending business will ease up enough and homeowners will get in on good deals. But there's no sign of that happening anytime There is soon. no sign of that happening. No, no. And here's another thing. Why can't we build our way out of this housing market problem of inventory? During the previous economic expansion from 2008 to 19, the housing market was subject to constant refrain of building more homes. Building more homes, it was said, would solve all sorts of social problems from making homeownership more affordable to endless homelessness. Today, we were perhaps less prone to believing that glut of new homes is the panacea society is waiting for. But the siren call to build more homes continues to be broadcast by a bunch of housing pundits and social do-gooders. <laughs> the problem with this scenario is the social do-gooders don't build homes. Builders build homes. They build homes for money, not to cure social ills. So the previous expansion from 2008, the worst year in real estate history to 2019 was the weakest housing recover ever because that period followed a housing boom and bust when inventory was overbuilt first we had to whittle down the excess of inventory and get our financial house in order to have a stable growing housing market once again and this took time not to mention demographics were more favorable for renting during those years because we are in a recovery mode and this drag on our growth often said that housing starts wouldn't start at 1.5 million in 2020 to 2024. We still have not seen housing starts begin. A housing start is when they're applying for the permit for the audience and they're starting the process, which in Philly could take you a damn year with all the red tape. That's another and issue. And COVID and nobody working from yeah. the office. But anyway, Philly with the red tape is brutal. Uh, but Always anyway, was. we ended 2020 with just 1,380,000 starts. In 2024, however, which are very favorable for housing, I they don't see a 
credit sales boom or construction boom brewing in current data, nor do they expect a giant boom to end this. So in the bottom line of all this thing, there's not enough houses being built fast. And right now, price of lumber is adding 25 to 30 grand for a new house. So it's going to take a while for this inventory issue to end. Plus, you have the we've cost. Been about. The cost of building is ridiculous. Yeah, well, especially right now with the cost of lumber. The cost and of then, lumber is adding what twenty five thousand to twenty five you know, to thirty grand. Yeah. Yep. So I, mean, I have I have a way to solve all this. You ready? Yeah. Go ahead. I am going to buy up all the houses and all the land. Right. First, I'm going to knock on people's doors and I'm going to make them sell their house to me. And then I'm going to resell the house to all my FHA buyers, all 137 FHA buyers. I'm going to sell the house that I bought to you them. You are really sticking up for these FHA buyers, man. Because there's were, no reason for them I not know, to be ran able it to about, get... You, you were on a roll last I, week about Mark, it. I, no, I am not on a roll. I am determined, determined That's a mission. to change this. I am on a mission is right. And then I'm going to build these houses. <laughs> I'm going to build these houses. I'm going to go out there with a tool belt and a hammer. And I'm going to build these houses. And guess who I'm going to sell them to? FHA buyers. Let me guess. Don't even come knocking on my door if you're a conventional buyer. Just stay away. She's going to save the FHA buyers. I am saving the FHA world. All right. And I you got know one... the other way I'm going to save the world? How else? With the rates. Right. All right, Sir? so I got one piece left of the market report. I just seen another. Here's the media because they suck. Remember the last time they said about you know eighty percent of twenty uh, percent of renters were behind on their rent. Now it's down. I saw this report. Now it's down to fourteen percent of renters in the country are behind on their rent. Now, rather than say, what's the other say? What's fourteen? Before it was twenty percent. So eighty-six. Yeah, 86 per, Rather than saying 86% of the renters in the country are on time with their rent, no. The media says there's 14% of the countries behind better. on their rent. Sounds it, better. I'm telling you, between the media and the real estate agents, that's why we're in the problem we're in. But tell us some good news about the rates. 30-year fixed conventional, 2.75%. 15-year, 2.625%. FHA, 2.875 to 2.75, depends on when we lock. It is time to refinance. You have to call me, 609-605-7153. Let's save the world together. That was not a request. That was a demand. (laughs) Call me now. Now. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right. Rock and roll. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. 
all positive all the time. You know, the name of that song is Philadelphia, PA. You can check that out on my website. <laughs> so anyway, where were we at, Dan? Mark, we're up to our funny story. So I got one for you, right? So this priest goes out looking for a lawnmower at one of these yard sales. He finally runs into one, gets home, pulls the starter rope a few times, no results. He goes all the way back to the yard sale, and he tells the previous owner, he goes, I can't get this mower to start. The owner says, that's because you have to curse at it to get it started. He goes, I'm a man at the cloth. I don't even remember how to curse. He says, you keep pulling on that rope, it'll all come back to you. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I like that one. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is five reasons to refi right now. So tell us about this. Right now. My phone's ringing as we speak now. And I want to give a shout out. I want to say hi to Marie. I know she had a visitor um, come out to her house and she was very happy. So I'm glad that worked out. And I also wanted to say hi to Bill. And we appreciate everyone being such listeners and following us. Very good. So my topic is five reasons to refinance right now. All right. And the mortgage refinancing surged in 2020. And One of the reasons is the cumulative dollar value of refinances in the second quarter, you know, compared to that of 2019. It was a major boom. And is this something that you're missing out on? And the answer to that is yes. Low interest rates are driven by the Federal Reserve, which is the the central banking system, Mark, of the United States, which you know. Yes. And in a large part of seeding this growth. So the Federal Reserve, as the backstop of the U.S. economy, is committed to keeping credit flowing, which for you means historic low rates. And basically, the housing and mortgage data shows that nearly 19 million homeowners can benefit from refinancing due to the decreasing mortgage rates. Now, I'm not going to get greedy. There's 19 million. I'll settle for 17 million. I'm good with that. Yeah. But (laughs) I'll split it with Tom. But if you're thinking about refinancing your mortgage or wondering if you need to jump on the refinance bandwagon, here are five reasons why you might want to act now and reach out to me. The first one is to lower your interest rate and your monthly payment. Now, obviously, this is the most popular reason. And the reason that mortgage rates have dropped considerably over the past decade, as the economy settles into a slower pace of growth, which simply means the economy is constantly maturing and it likes to keep the rates low for the near future. So what do these low rates mean for you? This means a lower monthly payment, less paid in interest over the long haul. So you're saving not on your monthly payment, but more is going towards principal than right. interest. Right. So you're it just it makes off. sense. It just makes all the sense in the world to lock in your property at these rates and keep the property for long term if you can. Refinancing your mortgage to a lower rate can also free up some cash. 
so you have emergency fund on hand if you need it. Just be sure to make sure that you're getting a good rate. It needs to be a win-win. There's a lot of lenders, and I'm not going to name any names, but you know, just people are getting greedy with what's out there, and you want to shop around for the rate. I guarantee you that with my company, I build my business on quantity, right? So doing, giving everybody the lowest rate possible for the masses. So even if you, you stick with the current lender, it might not be the best option. The next one is to refinance for renovations or home upgrades. So about 45 million homeowners have tappable equity. That means that they have equity currently in their home that they don't know about. And that's because of the rising value of the current home. Right. So each home has each, it's around 125,000 per homeowner on an average. And that's largely thanks to the rising home prices. With a cash out refinance, you can turn this equity into cash, using it to upgrade your house, make repairs, or even expand with the accessory of, of adding another dwelling unit. You might even consider renting out this other dwelling as you build it, and it could be a good way to earn passive income as a homeowner. You can also have your mother-in-law move in. Yeah. <laughs> Number three is to get rid of the mortgage insurance. If home prices have risen in your area, then then when you your property value has gone up as well, and you probably have more equity because of it. That extra equity represents a big opportunity if you currently have mortgage insurance through FHA, which is the Federal Housing Administration, better known as the FHA loan, as long as you have 20% equity in your home, you can refinance into a conventional mortgage and get rid of that mortgage insurance. Now, you also have to have the credit score that goes along with it as well. Because of the low rates, that mortgage, you're getting rid of the mortgage insurance, you're lowering your monthly payment, which means that you're definitely increasing your positive cash flow. Right. Number five, buy an investment property. A cash out refinance could also help you buy an additional real estate. If that's a goal of yours, you could take those funds out, use it as a down payment on a second home, a vacation house, an investment property, um, and the additional income you earn will help cover your payments and probably then some. So should you refinance your mortgage? If yes. you're considering after refinance, that, right? That speech, no doubt about it. It's a win-win. So give me a call. We'll take a look. I say it every single week. I went into a little bit more detail now, but send us your mortgage statement. We'll do an analysis. We'll make sure it's a win-win. No out-of-pocket costs. Sometimes we're waiving the appraisal. We'll take it as a case-by-case -case basis, but let's see if it can be a win-win for you. That's right, because Again, if you don't ask the answers. No. Exactly. So give me a call one more time. This is a demand, 609-605-7153. <laughs> What's just, the worst that can happen is I tell you it's not a good idea. Or it's just, it's not, there's not enough there, so just stay where you're at. Exactly. That's the worst scenario. Yeah. All right, next is going to be our answer and question segment. I should, it should be question and answer yeah, segment. Yeah, I think, yeah. You gotta I mean, ask the questions yeah. before you get the answers. Yeah, that'd be like telling the. 
All right. That was a good segment. You were a little worked up there. You that people I am better worked up. better call her. You better call her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with that, you're listening to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So where are we at, Dan? Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. All right. Yeah, because uh, you said uh, question, answer and questions, that would have been Jeopardy. Jeopardy, right. As Frank told me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what's the I'm first question? I'm allowed to make a mistake once in a while. Yeah, we all are. What's the first one? The first question is, why is the inventory so low and how long will it last? I, I've talked about this. We... Do you? I, mean, I never noticed. Yeah, I bring this up all the time because, it, you know, we've been in this seller's market, people don't realize, for three or four years. And, and But now we're in historically low inventory market. You know, it's never been this, this bad that this least amount of houses on the market. And, and the reasons are, I think, mostly lack of knowledge and the media not talking about it people being busy run you know running their lives running around working taking their kids to sports they're not listening to the news yeah listening to the negative news and they don't talk about this issue and lastly the real estate agents that resist like talking to people they don't want to call people up and talk to them they rather send them a postcard or a calendar, and that's not telling you about the real estate market. And and how long is it going to last? I think we're going to last most of next through this whole year until we start normalizing a little bit. We're at one. The normal markets want six months supply of inventory. We're at one point nine months in Philly Metro. Philly Metro is big. That takes in the counties. You're talking that's six seven million people. We're at 1.9 months supply. So, you Mark, know, I, I'm changing I think it's all gonna, that. I told you. I'm changing yeah, all you're that. You're going to build about 200,000 houses. I know. It's going to be the mortgage mom community. I'm just, I'm going to build houses after house a, after a house. A very large compound. <laughs> <laughs> the big moat around the front of it. But anyway, I, I think it's going to take to the end of the year till we start seeing it getting. Uh, you know, up to three, three months, four months. Agreed. It's going to take longer. Uh, but we'll see, you know. But it, it's not going to happen overnight. What's the next Mark, question? I, I'm, real quick, I, wanted to, I went to an open house on Sunday, Saturday. And it was from 12 to 2. It was around the corner from my house. And it was it was a 10. On, online, it looked amazing. Pete and I go up and I said, come on, it's 1130. I said, we got to go, we got to go. And he said, why are we leaving at 1130? I said, it starts at 12 o'clock. He said, it's six minutes away. I said, I know, but there's going to be a line out the door and it's going to be insane. Literally, we we waited for the owners to pull out of the parking spot. We pulled right into their spot. And I said, all right, as soon as it hits 12 o'clock, I'm walking right in and we're looking at the house. There was probably 15 or 20 people behind us Right. And that were, yeah, were, yeah, it was the house was terrible, but anyway, 
How many people total you think showed up? Well, we had invited people over to come hang out at the pool. And um, I was telling them, I said, hey, I went to an open house this morning. They said, so did we. I said, really, where'd you go? They gave me the address. I'm like, we were there. So had no idea they were even looking for a house. Um, I would say there was probably 45. Wow. 45. That's without how crazy a it is. Yeah, it's insane. What's the next right. question? Next question is, what is the best way to improve my credit score quickly? Now, give them a, I know you know some quick things. Pay your bills. Things. No, Pay your bills. What's the one about the credit card? You open up the no, credit card. No, so it depends. I mean, if you want to improve your credit score quickly, let's just say there's medical collections on there. Pay to delete. Pay to delete a medical collection, you're going to get about 45 to 50 points right off the bat. Um, what does if it's pay just to delete mean? It means, um, let's say you have a medical collection and it's for $350. Right. You're going to call the medical collector. You're going to tell them that you're going to pay the $350, but they need to delete that from your credit report. All right. And they can do that as quickly as 15 days. I thought there was a trick there. You just tell them to pay to delete and not pay them. <laughs> no. <sighs> oh, well, you know how I am. You with sound the like my buyers. All right. The next, the next is... You can open up a secured credit card. If it's right. lack of That's credit, you you get a Capital One or just Google secured credit card. Open up a secured credit card, which means you're sending that bank $300. Right. They give you a line of credit for $300. And as soon as that hits your credit report, which can take 30 to 45 days, your score will jump dramatically. That's a, well, fast, that's a real good one and fast one. The last one is... Adding an authorized user. So just let's just say, Mark, I need to build up my credit. I have lack of credit, but you have a credit card that you've had since 2016 and you have a $3,000 limit and you only have $200 on it. You would call that bank and add me to that credit card as an authorized user. I don't get the actual card, but I get your trade line from 2016 and your good history. That's a good one. So... Those are the ways to increase it quickly. If you have any other questions, just give us a call and I'll, I'll walk you through it. I can pull the credit. I can do a simulator, tell you exactly what needs to be done. Good. All right. What's the next one? Question number three is, I bought an old house that is different and larger than most in my neighborhood. Will I have a hard time getting a higher price approved by an appraiser? See, this one, this one really hits home to me because this is me. I live in an old convent. You know, it's the only one. Like, I don't... There's probably a few other convents in the city, but this convent is the only one anywhere near me. But, Mark, you're talking about a true convent. Yeah. My house was St. Cecilia's original convent. So, it's real big. It's over 3,000 feet, square feet. (laughs) And it's the white elephant on the block. Right. And in the neighborhood. So... When an appraiser comes to this, you know, what do you compare it to? And that's why you got to be careful sometimes when people, like I remember that one client I had up in Willow Grove and he went crazy and he built just this like this giant yeah. compound. And then at the end, he wanted to make it all that money back. And, and he, and I, and I told him the truth. I said, you're not going to get all that back. And, you know, we had to have a serious conversation about that. But, you know, I told him, did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? 
Yeah, you enjoyed all the time with the big <laughs> barbecues, pits, and the bars. And eventually he realized that, you know, building that white em- em- elephant wasn't going to get all that money back. So, yeah, it's hard. Now, you can you can go out three miles and make this appraiser work hard to try to come up with the comps. But uh, sometimes it can be tough on a on this on that unique house in a neighborhood. I've had this problem over the years. Right. And I did a refire or something like that. What's the last yeah. one? The last question is, my real estate taxes just went up again by an assessment. Is there anything I can do to fight this? I don't think it's fair. Yeah, you know what? And a lot of people don't know about this. But like, if the city reassesses you, or your county, your township, or whatever, reassesses you, you can appeal it. And it's not a big deal. You can go there. There's a form. You fill out the form. Uh, I'll give you a... In Ben Salem, about a year or so ago, everybody that appealed, they lowered their taxes. It was 100%. Really? Yeah. But everybody that appealed, they, they, they lowered their taxes. So in the city, you can fight this. Because of an assessment's a backdoor tax increase. That's all that is. You know, so you can do it, and and you can call city hall. You can hire an appraiser. There's ways to fight it, and a you lot of times you can't fight city hall. Yeah, yes, you can. <laughs> you know, I I love the rules and government and the boards. Yes, you can fight them. So anyway, they were good questions. They were great questions. All right, and coming up next is our topic of the day. Explaining the fear of success. All right, very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Good News and Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. Hi, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. Where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is explaining the fear of success. Yeah, this is a a, a different topic. And and people, I've had this happen to me three times in my working career where I had partners that I got involved with something that started to really take off and they got scared and bailed. And I, my personality, I don't, I get it, but it's very minimal because everybody gets a little bit of it. But they were like it to the point where they bailed out, which I just couldn't wrap my arms around. It just I just couldn't figure that out. But it happens. Fear of success. It doesn't sound like much of a fear, but it's very real and can hold you back in a big way. It's probably not success itself you fear but the potential price of success. Sometimes it's your own behind-the-scenes manipulations that are tripping you up on your road to success. So what is it? Fear of success is when you have an ongoing fear of succeeding so much that you might inadvertently self-sabotage yourself. Sabotage, yeah. That happens It's not that you think you're incapable of succeeding. It's more about the fear of change. 
that may come, whether you're up for an example, like, you know, it could be like st- goofy stuff, like you might not want the extra attention, uh, public success brings social emotional isolation, your achievement might alienate your peers, people might think you're bragging or self-promotional, your fear knock, you, you, you fear that you're gonna get knocked off the pedestal, you're not gonna be in first place, you know, success might not be all it's cracked up to be. Success might change you, not for the better. Fear of success can easily be confused of fear of failure because either one of them can keep you from reaching your full potential. Fear of failure has to do with beating yourself up when you think you bombed out. Fear of success is more about anticipating how other people react to your triumphs. So fear of success can also be referred to as success anxiety, success phobia, achievement phobia, you know, that it's going to have some kind of negative impact on your overall life situation. So, you know, what does it look like? Fear, the consequences of success can manifest in your mind, like uh, low goals. And here's what people do to, to avoid it. They set the bar low. So they're not being challenged. They procrastinate. They stall enough to let the opportunity go by. That's like most realtors. I tell them, the students, all you are getting into this business for two reasons. You want to be a realtor and you want to be an investor. 90% of you will never buy an investment piece because you'll think you'll... If They'll think their self out Some, of it. Something, right. something might be wrong. The right. roof might be bad. The structure might have problems. And they'll do that until it's gone. And that opportunity passes. Or it could be perfectionism. Everything has to be perfectly perfect. And they, they want to see exactly how it's going to turn out. So they don't do it. And quitting is one of the biggest ones. Quitting just when you're on the verge of success. Like quitting at the one yard line. Finding a reason to quit. And then there's just the self-destructive stuff like, you know, substance abuse and stuff like that. All to, to keep yourself from reaching your goals. So being Giving afraid, yourself excuses. Right. Being afraid of success can cause a lot of mixed emotions. There's been studies done on this. Guilt over exerting themselves in a competition. Anxiety about surpassing a record established by somebody else. Pressure of repeating, having to always be at their best. There's lots of excuses. You know, we call them objections. And, and so, there's a uh, researchers have looked into this, like back. They call stuff like backlash avoidance, and and sometimes it comes from something that happened in their childhood or something where somebody put them down or whatever, and that's always in the back of their mind. Or, or like Dr. A with the DISC personalities, the D, the I, the S, and the C, majority of populations are S's and C's. They're not risk takers. You know, they overthink things. And like the D's and the I's will jump in with two feet and figure, like I always say, what's the worst thing that happened? I usually lose a few grand. That's not the way S's and C's think. Right. Like they go, oh my God. Or... A bit like hiring an assistant. Somebody else in my business. I'm going to have to pay them. What if I can't pay them? You know, all those excuses. Does everyone have fear I don't say that anymore. No, since you, <laughs> since you met me. <laughs> but does, everybody gets a little bit of it, but some people just dwell on it and it ends up holding them back. 
So, you know, there's ways to overcome it. You can write down what you're trying to do, keep track of it. But the stress and anxiety may be contributing to your fears. Maybe you change some lifestyle things. You know, the, the takeaway, fear of success can be obvious. It lurks beneath the surface so you don't recognize it for what it is. Either way, it's genuine fear that comes at a personal cost. So if you're scared of success and its consequences, recognizing is step one. There are a few things you can do right now to combat this fear. You know, talk to somebody else about it. Embrace changes. Keep track of what you're trying to achieve. And you gotta visualize your goal. If you can't visualize your goal, you can't get there. But I've ran into it personally three times with people that I would have never thought would have bailed, and they bailed on me. And I, I remember one time, a business partner, and I had a wood refinishing company, and he bailed on me because I made it so big so fast. And I remember driving home from that place talking to myself because I could not understand why he didn't want to succeed. So it, it, it's an interesting topic. It was a great topic and we could spend all day on that without a doubt. But anybody wants to talk about that, give me a call. 215 uh, 267- <laughs> No, no, no. 267-266-5501. right, so we are up to our business segment with asking Dr. A. And we're going to continue our segment with re-engaging into the workforce after COVID. Very good. So How welcome, Dr. A. How are you, Dr. Abelson? Hi, Dan. I'm doing great, Mark. How are you, Frank? I hope everybody in Philly is doing great. We are doing good. So let's continue where we left off last week. Well, what I want to do today is I want to do one, have one of two different programs where we talk about what organizations can do and what people can do to help with re-engagement. In the past, what we talked about was what, what's happened, what's changed. We talked about you know where the issues come from or the problems come from to some extent. But now I want to get into different techniques. And, and one of the techniques is you just need to make coming back to the workplace more motivational. Uh, and, and one of the neat things about what we do is we have different assessment tools to determine what an individual is motivated by because right. not everybody's motivated by money. So what you want to do is you want to pick something that the individual staff is motivated by, but it's got nothing to do with money. So it's not going to cost you more to bring them back into the workforce. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, like with my instructors, a thank you is better than a raise. Like for some so people, far. some people yeah. just want the money, you know, show right. me the money, you uh -huh. know, but for some people, thank you is, is fantastic. Yeah. Like, like, but, you know, patting them on the back. I used to, when I ran a, I was CEO of a company I had above the door. Who did you thank today? Just to remind me to always do it. Right. But, uh, well, let me continue. give you another example that, that, that's real easy. I mean, some people like to have a lot of structure around the job. So if they like to have a lot of structure, give them a lot of structure, you know, when they come back into the office. Some people like to be the ones who set the structure. And if they're the ones who like to set the structure, let them come up with new processes or new ways of doing things, especially in this, you know, post-COVID, you know, era that we're in. Because you're going to have to be re redesigning some of your processes and, and some of your systems. And if you give them that type of challenge, they love you. They don't want the money. They want to have the opportunity to demonstrate to you that they're really good at whatever it is you've asked them to do. You know what? I'm having a teacher's meeting next Friday, and this, that's my whole plan. I'm going to go in, and they all think I'm going to come in and tell them what we're going to do. But I don't do that. 
I come in and I have an, it's all right to have an agenda, but I tell them a couple things and I say, what do you think we should do? And I know I am going to get a ton of great ideas. And, right, and because the one, they experience yeah. it. They're, they're living there. Right. And the other thing that I think is important that when in, in continuing the series is productivity. Some people are yes. going to be more productive. I've been talking about people since you talked last week about this. Uh, are some people are going to be more productive at home because there's no yes. interruptions, no travel time, no rest, no smoke breaks, none of that. And then other right, and they're working just, six, seven, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. Okay, right. and yet maybe they're taking a break in the middle of the day because they have to do something personal. But here you're going to get more hours with them in the evening, even if they have kids. Okay, because right. after the kids go to sleep, maybe they're going to do some work. My my one assistant does a lot of my work ten o'clock at night, but it's like some people are going to really want to s- stay in this virtual thing. And some are going to want to be in that office space. And that, that's where you can come in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the giving us signals that we got to move on. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have to move on. So get, tell everybody how to get a hold of the Abelson Group. because It's real easy. A lot Just of contact me directly at, at dr.a at abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N dot net, like my name shows there. Or just contact us at www.abelson.net, and we'd love to work with you. Very good. All right, Doctor. Thank you, Dr. A. That was awesome as usual. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Sounds good. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or I demand a call from (laughs) 609-605. Seven one five three. You are a little demanding today, man. Well, the D's are going to love that. <laughs> yeah, and a special, but a special thanks to all of our listeners. Our ratings keep going up, so you guys are tuning in, and our sponsors for keeping us on the air here at Talk Radio twelve ten. We hope to make you a faithful listener if you just tuned in. We'll keep you informed every week. Keep it short and sweet, and you can listen to this show every Saturday at one o'clock here on Talk Radio. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive. All positive. All the the time. time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.